Welcome to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. I'm Pastor Kristen Stone King. Our mission at Epworth is to live out God's love for all. We strengthen our faith as we worship, study, develop a creative, supportive community, and serve others. Together, we encourage each other, challenge each other, and welcome all people on their journey of faith. We are a reconciling congregation, meaning that persons of all sexual orientations and gender identities are welcomed to help transform our church and our world into the full expression of Christ's inclusive love. We are a sanctuary church, advocating for the rights and dignity of immigrants, and we stand in solidarity with the movement for Black Lives. Our podcast blends a taste of the music that we experience here in worship on Sunday mornings, along with a scripture reading and a message. from 2 Corinthians 13, verses 11 through 13. Finally, brothers and sisters, farewell. Put things in order, listen to my appeal, agree with one another, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. Greet one another with a holy kiss, 
all the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Amen. pray with me now in the words of preparation which are printed in your bulletin. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, I'm sure it will come as no surprise to you that I've been spending some time in the pastor's study packing. And if you've ever seen my office, you know that I'm not exceedingly untidy, <laughs> but I do let some stacks typically pile up. And, um, and then of course there are the loads of books that most pastors seem to enjoy moving around with us from church <laughs> to church to box up. But I've really been grateful for this process, this, this process of, of, of packing and going through because it's really allowed reflection on these last six wonderful years. And you know, also my practice is to use a blank book like this one to kind of keep, it's kind of a combination calendar, to-do list, notes on meetings, journal. And I, and I keep them all. They're, I, I don't, they're not all blue like this one. They vary. But I keep them kind of as my own um, reference to what is happening at any particular time in, in life. It's kind of like my own analog archive. And this week, I came across a note in an old book that gave me pause. It was dated February 18th, 2018. And it wasn't clear if it was connected to anything going on at that time, anything particular. Maybe it was just a random thought that I had that I wrote down, but it read, I know Epworth can save others because they saved me. To be accepted, and this is, this is all in what was written down, to be accepted as flawed, sometimes brilliant, sometimes flat, sometimes on fire, sometimes tired, always loved, 
always accepted is saving grace. Amazing grace. In these last six years, grace has carried us through so much. I remember when I first arrived uh, six years ago, the fellowship hall was blocked off. The church office was temporarily relocated into the adult study room. The coffee hour was taking place on the lawn. Uh, there was a tunnel formed by huge sheets of plastic from the Hopkins entrance to the staircase. And at times the plastic even blocked the staircase. So I had to get up to my office through a slit in the plastic. Uh, Epworth was at the beginning of the building component of a major capital campaign. And the heavy lifting of raising funds and pledges had already been completed by the congregation and the previous pastor, Linda Losberg-Zoll, and Wick Pancoast and crew were in full swing with construction. I had no idea what was normal, normal <laughs> for Epworth. And this week, I also came across the following message from that time from Judy Cayo, who was managing the construction and the communication with the congregation on the Epworth side of things. And it was, it was dated after about uh, a month after uh, the, the message I just read that I had written in my book. I wonder if I had, would have written this message, if, if, I, if this was happening at the same time. But her, her message says, closing up of walls in fellowship hall and office begins on Monday. The sheetrock installation, taping, and mud work will take at least three weeks. At some point in the middle of that time, there will be partial inspection. This work will be noisy, hammering, and dusting. Not much we can do about that. The noise should start no earlier than 7 and conclude by 3.30. <laughs> so throughout that first year, construction continued, and the beautiful building we have now began to take shape. I was thinking in my mind that we were able to get back into the fellowship hall by Easter of that year, but when I really looked at my, at my notes and at the calendar, it was, it was June 10th of 2018 that we had the celebration of the completion of the renovation, and there, there were still a few things we were wrapping up, but um, almost a year and, and at that time, as we were heading into summer, um, the annual trip to Nicaragua uh, that had happened for se several years annually was about to take place. And I thought, maybe things will settle down now into kind of a normal. But political turmoil in Nicaragua caused even Lloyd Elliott to conclude that the trip was inadvisable. And so he and I worked together to find another alternative spot for service. And a relationship was born with the Humanitarian Respite Center in South Texas, providing essential services for refugees coming across the border. And 15 different Epworth members wound up serving there, an unexpected blessing. And those of us who journeyed left a piece of our hearts in South Texas. Thank goodness things hadn't gone back to normal. And we headed into the next year, and um, the, in the next year, a special general conference in which our denomination seemed on the brink of splitting into a hundred pieces loomed. 
And shortly after that, we learned that Epworth would be yoked with Trinity United Methodist Church, and Brian Adkins would come again here as an associate. Getting back to normal would have to wait. And we all know what came next. Before that year was up, which was my third year here at Epworth, we were in the midst of an unprecedented global pandemic. If I hadn't already believed it, that was the time when it was clear there was never going to be something called normal about ministry with Epworth. And yet what was and still is normal was the people of Epworth showing up for each other and for the world. Each Sunday, whether in the sanctuary or online or both, we have shared our hopes and our hearts. We've declared ourselves a sanctuary church. The pandemic led us to opening the church as a home to a family of five from Guatemala with whom we're still in relationship. And we dove deeply into the work of racial justice and proclaimed a new mission statement for racial justice. Our Stephen ministry, ministry program has grown, and since that July, uh, six years ago, we've received 63 new members, including the three we'll, we'll receive today. Our community has expanded and changed. In times of crisis, grief, joy, and celebration, we've held each other. When we felt unmoored, we gave each other safe harbor and reminded each other that our ultimate mooring is in God. In birth, in baptism, in matrimony, and in death, we bore witness for each other that our reliance is on the power of divine hope and love and that resurrection is real. In this belief and in this community, we are born and reborn again and again. What does normal mean anyway? It usually connotes conformity, a foolish consistency, and often dominance in the way it frames what is and what isn't acceptable. Was it normal for a baby boy of enslaved people to be plucked out of his floating raft on the river and be taken into the palace as a prince? Was it normal then for him to part the Red Sea and lead our people, his people, to freedom? Was it normal for God to be born as one of us? Was it normal for the Marys to find the stone rolled away and an empty tomb? In our scripture today from 2 Corinthians, Paul is trying to address a new normal in the Corinthian church, and it's not a good one. There are divisions and a lack of faithfulness in the Corinthian church. The community is internally focused and they aren't bringing out the best in each other. They're focused on status, and um, some are claiming to be, what it, would, what it says in the scripture, super apostles. Or in today's language, they might say that they're the real Christians. 
the ones who are really following the gospel. They're gossipy and cliquish, jealous, critical, and divisive. Unfortunately, these things had become their normal. And in Paul's appeal to them, he says, mend your ways, agree with one another. But by this, he doesn't mean to be mindlessly tied to some sort of group norm. He means that they should all strive to sync up their minds with the mind of Christ. It's Christ who humbled himself, who rejected status and exclusivism, who brought justice and sought peace among all people. Paul wasn't urging the Corinthians to be a perfect church because, and I think you know this, there are no perfect churches, just like there are no perfect pastors. He was exhorting them to get out of the normal they had fallen into and return to God, return to each other, return to community. Normal, I've come to know and experience Normal isn't an Epworth word. (laughs) You've been pushing the edges of love and inclusion for many years now, seeking always to create beloved community. And that's what I love about Epworth. Normal isn't an Epworth word, but grace is. Six years ago, you received my family and, and I with love and grace, and I'm deeply grateful. I was honored to receive the pastoral baton from Linda Losberg-Zahl, who received it from Michael Christensen, who received it from Odette Lockwood-Stewart, who received it from Ron Parker, who received it from Jim Lockwood-Stewart, and so on. And now I am honored and so delighted to be able to pass this pastoral baton to Debbie Weatherspoon. God has been doing great things through Epworth, and I know that will continue to be the case. Keep being saving grace, Epworth. Keep being a port in the storm. The foundation of this community is so strong, and I know that you will keep strengthening it. During that capital campaign renovation in 2017 and 2018, the education hallway beneath where we are now uh, was taken down to the studs. And, and one day after worship, we were all invited to put on hard hats. I guess Connie Adachi found one of those for the skit this morning. We were all invited to put on some hard hats and go down into the wing beneath us and to sign one of those reinforcement beams. Some of us wrote a scripture, some of us put a little message of hope or faith, some of us signed our names, but all of us bore witness and made commitments to be the strong foundation with God of this community for years, for decades, for even centuries to come. Keep being a place built on a strong foundation of God, Epworth. Keep witnessing to the world that in spite of warring madness, we will keep seeking peace. Paul closes his letter to the Corinthians with these words. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. These are my words to you too.
Grace and peace to you at Porth. Be well. Be witnesses to all you have come to know to be true and life-giving about this common life we lead in God through Jesus Christ. And know that you are loved. Amen.
You've been listening to the podcast for Epworth United Methodist Church in Berkeley, California. Wherever you're located, we'd love for you to take a next step in growing in faith in this community. Our online worship is at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings on Facebook, YouTube, and on our website at epworthberkeley.org. Or you can fill out an online connect card at epworthberkeley.org backslash connect. Have a great week. I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason. Bringing something we must learn and we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them and we help them in return well i don't know if i believe that's true but i know i'm who i am today because i knew you like a comet pulled from orbit as it passes the sun a stream that meets a boulder halfway through the wood who can say if i've been changed for the better but because i knew you i have been changed for good it will make that we will never meet again in this lifetime so let me say before we part so much of me is made of what i learned from you you'll be with me like a handprint on my heart and now whatever way our stories end Know you have rewritten mine by being my friend. Like a ship blown from its mooring by a wind off the sea. Like a sea dropped by a skybird in a distant wood. Who can say if I've been changed for the better? But because I knew you. Because I knew you, I have been changed for good. And just to clear the air, I asked forgiveness for the things I've done you blame me for. But then I guess we know there's blame to share, and none of it seems to matter anymore. As it passes a sun, like a stream that meets a boulder, halfway through the wood. Who can say if I've been changed for the better? I do believe I have been changed for the better. Because I knew you, because I knew you, I have been changed.